Unarmored Talk podcast, episode number six, Overcoming the Fear to Pursue My Purpose, hosted by Mario P. Fields, with today's guest, Jason Johnson, United States Army veteran, founder and CEO at Project K-9 Hero. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Unarmored Talk Podcast, where we will have real-life conversations to help you develop an accurate way of thinking. And the way we're going to do this is we're going to gain a better understanding of how feelings, emotions, and thoughts can influence the outcome of a personal and professional challenge. I'm your host, Mario P. Fields, and today's guest is founder and CEO of Project K-9 Hero, Jason Johnson. Jason, thanks for coming on the show, man. And please tell the listeners and viewers a little bit about yourself. Well, thank you for having me, Mario. It's a You're pleasure welcome. to be here. Again, uh, you know, my name is Jason. I'm from Hadley, Michigan. It's a small town. And uh, I knew my whole life I wanted to be a soldier. I knew when I was a kid, my grandfathers were war heroes in the Korean War and World mm. War II, that I wanted to grow up and serve my country. So I focused on that until I got into high school. And uh, in 93, I joined the Army and become a United States Army military police officer. And that's when I learned about the dog program. I didn't even know there was a dog program. I didn't even wow. know there were police dogs because where I grew up, there were no police canines, no military working dogs. And I thought to myself, now that's the career that I want to do. So, uh, you know, I spent my five years in the military and I got out and went right to civilian police up in Tacoma, Washington. And I started focusing on what I could do to become a police canine handler and started putting on the bite suit and coring and taking bites and doing everything I could. And went over to Yakima, Washington. I became their first narcotics handler, got on the SWAT team, did a bunch of great things over there until about 33 years old. I was like, I think I've done everything I can do here. What am I going to do? Right. I got an opportunity to go to Iraq with Blackwater Canine and be a an explosive detection canine handler for the U.S. ambassador on down doing High-level meetings, making sure they're they're clear of explosives before they met. Wow! Did a few years there in Iraq. Went over to Afghanistan. Worked for the ambassador over there, Ambassador Eikenberry, and um, <clears throat> did all kinds of stuff from the elections to you know stuff with different generals and high-level meetings. Yeah. Until I got an opportunity to go to ATF back in DC and become an instructor, where I taught over two thousand canine teams with FBI, CIA, U.S. Marshals, National Geospatial, wow. State Local Police. And I got a chance to work with the Military Working Dog Program out in New Arizona when I was a, with uh, them over there and actually help with their homemade explosive training before they deployed overseas in Iraq and Afghanistan. So it was a way for me to give back, work with all those teams and help them save American lives. And, uh, you know, after that, I went to Homeland Security and I had this job where I was like a field canine coordinator, like a program manager, right. where the dogs you see in the airport, where they're screening passengers. And that's when I really started seeing that when they retire, they weren't really getting any help mm. in their retirement with medical care. So I started this organization called Project Canine Hero, which is a national nonprofit now. And it's the give back to those military working dogs, those police canines to make sure they get medical care, food, and death benefit assistance well, once they leave service. Well, since you mentioned it, and, uh, and, I, and I mentioned it at the introduction, uh, that's, we're, we're, before we jump into that topic, you're from Michigan, so I have to ask, because I'm from Michigan, are you a Wolverine fan or a Spartan fan? <laughs> well, I definitely grew up a Wolverine fan, and, you know, like I said, once I left for the Army, I started living overseas in Germany and all different kinds of places, and I just kind of learned that I just root for all my teams back home because you just want to see a team from back home win. I've never really moved back, uh, you know, for any length of time. So 
Now I just, who do you root for, by the way? Yeah, I was hoping you didn't ask, but this is on Armored Talk, right? I'm a Wolverine fan, man. So I'm a Wolverine fan since since been a rough couple years. Been some rough years for football. Well, let's hey, let's jump right into the topic. You know, you 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 have an impressive career. You 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 know, I'm assuming that you're getting paid pretty good working for the government, but you got this burning passion in your heart that you have a bigger purpose on this earth. So oh, yeah. you, 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 from my understanding, you, you leave your well-paid jobs to start up a nonprofit. Walk us through that. Yeah, it was, it was actually really scary, to be honest with you, because yeah. here I am making, you know, six figures over the last 10 years. You got guaranteed retirement, time off, matching deferred comp, you know, all that stuff. And here I am looking to walk away to follow my passion to take care of retired police canines and military working dogs. So, wow. you know, it was it wasn't an easy decision, but you know, we only live one time. And I really felt that I was in a position at that point in my career to really change the world. And that's what I was meant to do. Man, that is, that is amazing. And that's courageous. I mean, you know, a lot, a lot of people, I believe they, they want to do different things, but it's their, either their feelings, emotions, or maybe lack of thought that prevents them from achieving, you know, what you've done. It, 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 you mentioned you were afraid. What, what were you afraid of? Because I know I got a lot of fears, man, but what, what were you afraid of? <laughs> well, I mean, first of all, you're afraid of failure. You're yeah. afraid of going out there and are you going to have enough money to pay your bills? Are you going to have enough money to eat? Are you going to absolutely fall mm. on your face? Because in the nonprofit world, nothing's guaranteed. You know, when you're a government employee or even when you're in the military, you know, if you show up at work, that that paycheck's coming. Right. Right. It's going to come. Well, in the nonprofit world, if you don't go out there and earn it, if you don't go out there every day and hustle and, and make your plans and see them through, nobody's giving you anything. Wow. Well, and when, and when you um, and when you started it, I'm assuming there was no money in the bank. That's right. I had to start a bank account. <laughs> I put five hundred dollars in my own pocket to make that first donation. It was March of 2016. I was still in the government. We're doing really well. And I thought. I'm going to, I'm going to, I got to get this thing going, you know, and I stayed in the government till January 17th. And, uh, at that time we did about $50,000 that first year. And I was like, we're never going to get this off the ground the way I want to do it. Right. As long as I'm a government employee, because you're only, you're only giving it part time of your heart. Right. And I said, we need to do this full time. We need to give it the full passion it deserves. January 17th, I made the courageous decision to just actually not early retire, just leave, just quit the government and say, you know what? I'm going to give this thing project in here, all my heart, all my attention, and I'm going to take it to the level I think it needs to go. Wow. And, that, and that's just amazing, Jason, how you highlighted how you made the decision to take your efforts t- towards towards something different. And uh, which I, I, I believe that is that is tough to do. Um, and, and so how many people when you you know, when you gave your letter of resignation or whatever and. How many people ask you, you know, why are you leaving? What are you going to do next? And then when you told them, they kind of looked at you like, that's crazy. Yeah, a lot of them just thought I was crazy that I had totally <laughs> lost my mind. They're like, here, you you know, even my parents, right? You got a great job. You got retirement. You know, just wait another wow. so many years till you get there. I was like, no, I don't. I'm not going to wait. Uh, right. The dogs need my help now. Nobody's out there paying medical bills for retired police canines and military working dogs the way I want to do it. And they're serving our country. We're training them. We're using them. They're saving American lives. They're saving Marines. They're saving soldiers. They're yeah. saving the American public. 
And I want to make sure that they have a voice. And I felt in my first 24 years of my career that I had worked hard enough to be that voice. And over the last four years that we've been running this, I've proven to myself that I had worked hard enough and, you know, that I am that voice for them. And we're going to keep continuing to do that and keep changing the way the world looks at retired heroes like that to make sure they have the retirement they reserve. Right. And that's and again, that's another challenge that I think a lot of a lot of people don't think about is you, you have this you make a decision and you expect that, you know, close family members, relatives, parents, They'll all have, you know, cheer for you. <laughs> and then they all look at you like, well, that's stupid <laughs> in, a, in a nutshell. And so, yeah. so, so let's speed up the 2020. Tell us a little bit about some of the, the, you know, the progression of Project K9 Hero that started from $500 out of Jason's pocket with fear and anxiety and some, some discouragement to now today. What's going on? Well, you know, at 17, when I put my full effort into it, I was still a volunteer employee working as a subject matter expert for canine units, you know, where I could on a contract. And we made $500,000 in 2018. We took wow. that to just over 1 million. Last year in 2019, we took it just over 2 million. And, you know, we get into 2020, which I know has been a tough year for everybody. I had all these plans to start our national headquarters, do our rehab rehoming facility out here out of property in Tennessee. Right. And bam, COVID hit. And all these meetings that I'd worked so hard to line up with these big corporations who I'm thinking, I'm going to get corporate sponsors. We're going to put their name on the building. This thing is going up this year and we're rocking and rolling. We hit, we, we absolutely hit a brick wall because you can't do what we do in a nonprofit if you can't show up and be there in person. Right. Right. So, so the pandemic kind of threw a barrier in there that wasn't in a business plan. <laughs> absolutely. And it, it caused, uh, it caused me a lot of grief because here I was with all these things lined up, just like yeah. everybody else with their business. And now I'm being told, hey, that meeting's canceled. That meeting's canceled. Now you can't travel. Now you can't take this trip. And so I'm sitting at home with, we have 100 dogs in our program. Wow. We have two full-time employees and a, few, a bunch of contractors. And I'm thinking, I got a whole salary of staff that you know, we need to keep paying. I don't want to lay anybody off. We've, right. we've built this thing up. We've already committed to these dogs that we're going to pay their medical bills and those bills don't go away. I can't stop when they go in for right. the veterinarian for prescription medication, surgeries, emergencies happen. So we had to sit back and I had to rethink, okay, how are we, how are we going to raise money? How are we going to keep this project going where everyone's going to get paid? Everyone, no one's going to get laid off. Right. We're not going to cut, but we're not going to kick dogs out of the program yet. We're still going to grow our membership just like the way we said we we're going to do. And that, that takes some real evaluating. That takes some real out-of-the-box thinking, you know? Yeah, yeah. And key word, you, you said thinking, and that's part of the podcast is applying some thought. And, and, and so if you, if you can, what was your thought process? You know, Arkari said you got, you got some anxiety, you got some fear, pandemic is it. You know, that, that's going to impact resources. I can't meet with these potential corporate sponsors. So how did you bundle all of those feelings and emotions and then apply thought to, 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 to continue to keep project, you know, uh, K9 hero, you know, up and running. Yeah. Well, I mean, not, you know, at first you're overcome with a little bit of fear because you're like, Hey, we've, we've just spent four years, you know, kicking butt and right. doing everything we wanted to do. And we had no, no brick walls whatsoever. And then soon as probably about March, March of this year, 2020 comes around, we're hitting brick walls 
and I'm no longer able to raise money the way we've been raising it. Wow. So I had, I had a little fear come over me. I was scared that, you know, it, because just last year I started taking a salary once we went over a million dollars. Right. First three years I volunteered. And now this is my livelihood. This is how we pay our bills. This yeah. is how our employees who've quit their other jobs, who believed in our mission and believed in me, believed in what we're doing, quit their jobs to come work for us. I'm worried that are, you know, are we going to be able to make sure we keep paying them? So I had to really sit back, reevaluate and right. look at how we're uh, going after donors uh, I looked at our direct mail program. We started doing a lot more in-house direct mailing. Since we couldn't do the in-person events, you look at how you can start doing virtual events. You look at how you can get other ways to get your message out there through right. video, podcasts, being on a show like this and telling people what Project Canine Hero is all about. Yeah. And, I, and so you you decided, you say, you know what? I'm not going to lay down in the pasture like sheep. I'm just, <laughs> I want to I be the sheep dog and continue to run around. You got to, you got to, because you got to take all that fear and you got to turn that fear into energy. You got to, you got to look at all the anxiety you're getting if, and say, you know what, I'm not going to let this overtake me. I'm not going to let this, even though we watched a lot of businesses crumble and we watched a lot of nonprofits crumble in, in, in this last year, we all have in 2020. I looked at it this way. I said, I'm, you know, we have to, we have to, we have to look at what we're doing. We got to do it better. And we got to make sure that we're taking care of all of our people. We're taking care of all of our dogs and we're still meeting our goals that we set out. We we're going to meet. And, and that's, that's exactly what we did. Well, Jason, I tell you, I I'm impressed. I mean, you, you, I have, you know, I've known you for a few months now and then I have watched you and your organization grow just from my vantage point. And it's just, thank you for just being passionate um, about following your purpose and having the courage to do it. Is there, is there anything you want to leave our listeners and viewers with my friend? I sure do. I mean, I just want to say, you know, um, no matter where you come from, regardless of where you started and how you got there, one of my dogs, Flash, had taught me that you can accomplish anything in the world as long as you're willing to work hard enough to earn it. And I think that's the key. Get out there, work hard. Don't let anybody hold you back. Don't let a global pandemic hold you back. Don't let you know who's elected in office hold you back. Don't let anything hold you back but yourself. You're, You're your biggest enemy you're the only one that can stop you from achieving your goals and i think that's the message that you know we can all learn from um other than that i want to appreciate for you you know looking out for guys like me small nonprofit owners trying to make make a difference out in the world but people can check us out at project canine hero.org follow us on facebook instagram twitter at project canine hero we're putting out all kinds of content all the time and, uh, you know, get a hold of us and let us know how we can help you get where you're going in life and vice versa. Cause that's what we're all here to do. We're all here to help each other. No, I like it, man. And a hey, happy early veterans day. Thank you for not only just serving in the army, but continuing service to protect our nation. And, um, ladies and gentlemen, project K nine hero, you can put it in your favorite search engine, Jason and his team are doing wonderful things uh, for a very vital part of our national security. And that's the K-9s doing great things. Until next time, I'll see you all later. Thank you for listening to Unarmored Talk podcast. Subscribe at www.unarmoredtalk.com to receive information on the release of upcoming episodes. Unarmored Talk podcast is sponsored by Global Inspirational Speakers, LLC a inspirational speakers bureau that connects inspirational speakers to the world.